Welcome to the Things I Wish I Knew in High School podcast, where I will be talking each week about the many things I wish I knew in high school. I mean, even though I'm technically still there, but I'm teaching, so like that's better, right? Anyways, I'm going to use this uh, podcast to tell stories from my classroom and the hidden curriculum that I teach within it. So sit back, get out your notebook, and get ready to be taught. Hello, everyone. Um, Yes, I have been um, MIA from this podcast uh, for a little bit, but I'm back and... I want to talk about, um, today I want to talk about one of my biggest school regrets. Um, so if you knew me in high school and you knew kind of my study habits or, or what I would do, um, I would definitely say that I was you know, gifted with the ability to just kind of wing it. Okay. Now, with that being said, um, you know, I could not study and pull off 80s um, easily in at least math and science. Um, But, you know, when I think about those years and, you know, the habits that I built, um, you know, they weren't necessarily good ones, you know, now let, like, let me peel that back, right? Like, I went to class every day. This was the time before cell phones. So like, the teacher had your attention, and I did give the teacher my attention. So, um, you know, and I think that looking at, um, you know, teaching kids nowadays, I think that those are kind of two of the best pieces of advice that you can give a kid and, you know, show up every day and give the teacher your utmost attention. Those two things are going to pay off hand and fist. You know, like if you are sitting there and, you know, on your phone, distracted. Yeah, maybe you're physically there every day, but you're not mentally there every day. Um, you're you're constantly playing catch up. You know, you're having to study for the, you know, like what's the word I want to use? Like you're having to constantly study just to stay up to date to get the things that the other kids got uh, well in class. So. Um, you know, my biggest piece of advice, um, especially for, you know, if you're listening to this and just like somehow hoping that by listening to this, you're gonna, you know, download years of wisdom. My biggest thing that I can give you years of wisdom wise is to actually like show up and pay attention. Okay. By showing up and paying attention, you've literally done I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna say you've done, you know, 80% of the work. And if I look at my high achievers in my class, right? If I look at those kids pulling off 90s, they're the kids that are showing up every day and they are, you know, paying attention. They're not the kids on their phones. They're not the kids, um, you know, goofing off at the back. They're not 
the kids taking, um, you know, be reels or Snapchats or whatever the latest social uh, media trend is, right? They're the ones that are, you know, sitting front row, giving that 100% undivided attention during class. Now, yes, we all have, you know, days or weeks where we might be distracted due to stuff going on um, outside of the school. But for the most part, right, we can, we can at least do that. At least. Okay. So Anyways, when I talk again about my deepest high school regret, I'm not going to lie. My deepest high school regret was not studying. You know, I, I easily got that 80. I, you know, and, and don't like, I'm going to say easily, but like for some kids, yeah, showing up every day and, you know, doing the work in class is hard, but you know, that's what I did. I showed up every day. I did the work that I was supposed to do and, you know, I did the assignments I was supposed to do. So literally like I, I did what I considered to be the minimum. Okay. Um, and that's, you know, and that's an expectation that I have in my students. Now, if you're going to sit there and say, right, what was my deepest regret? My deepest regret was not going above and beyond. It wasn't try, like trying my best because let's face it, like I didn't try my best. Yeah, maybe I tried my best from like eight to or nine till three thirty, but like I didn't try my best after school. I didn't spend that time, that extra hour reviewing. I, you know, I played video games and, you know, did other teenage girl things. Um, but it wasn't, you know, looking back at it now, I'm like, man, you know, had I have put even, even a, a little bit of time into studying and, you know, focusing on, my studies outside of school, uh, hours, like I could have, I could have got scholarships. I could have, you know, at least paid some of my education, um, using somebody else's money, because let's be real, like the amount of debt that I ended up getting into was a lot, um, in post-secondary. But I just think that, you know, I know I didn't try my best. You know, I know that I could have done, you know, more. And, you know, when I talk to people that I went to high school with, um, especially people who, uh, you know, maybe took the more non-academic courses, you know, the dash twos, the lower levels, you know, and you talk to them and you're like, Hey, you know, what sort of advice would you give kids in high school? Kind of their biggest one, their number one go-to is just to try, you know, because, you know, I know so many people, so many people who, you know, did the dash to the lower stream and then, you know, worked a whatever dead end job, um, you know, I shouldn't say dead end. I mean, some of them, you know, worked, um, high paying jobs, but, um, they worked for, you know, five, 10, 
uh, years. And then they're like, oh, holy man, you know, this isn't my calling. I want to go back to school and do, you know, X, Y, Z. And I think I'm in the place now to do it. And guess what's standing in their way? Some course that they didn't take in high school that now they have to pay somebody $500 to be able to take it again. You know, and when you think about that, you know, and you talk to those people, their first thing that they say is like, man, I just wish that I would have tried. I just wish that instead of taking the, you know, easier course that I took the harder one, because you know what, I'm now sitting here, you know, 15 years later and I can do it. 15 years later, 15 years out of practice, I can do this thing, you know? So why didn't I just do it when I should have? You know, why didn't I do it when it was free? Let's be real, right? And now here I am, um, you know, myself looking back at, you know, the student that I was in school. And, you know, sometimes I'm I'm faced with the little me sitting there in class, you know, and that little me sitting there in class, you know, sometimes I just want to shake them, you know, and be like, I know that this mark came easy for you. And I know that you are happy with, uh, whatever that mark is, because let's be like, let's like talk about marks for a second, you know, yeah, I was happy with an 80. Would I have tried if I had a 70? Who knows? Who knows? Right? But some kids, right, the mark that you're happy with is just the pass, you know, and, and you're not sitting there feeling like you have to do more than just the pass. And that's, and that's fine. Um, but you don't want to look back at it years from now going bad, you know, if only I gave it a little bit more care. If only I studied a little bit more. If only, you know, I spent, you know, 20 minutes a day. And that's, and that's the thing, right? If you ask those high achievers and you ask them like, you know, how much time are you spending studying, um, a night or, you know, like how much time do you spend studying? It's probably less than you think. Like, I won't be honest, right? That kid that got a hundred percent, he's not going home and studying until 10 PM when he goes to sleep. Now that might be what you think he does or she does, but that's not what's actually going on. You know, and the amount of improvement that you can experience just by spending 20 to 30 minutes a night, you know, is, is astronomical, right? It's just building that consistency in. And it wasn't for like for myself, you know, I didn't start studying. I didn't really start, um, doing that sort of stuff until I was in university. And even then, right? Like got to teach old dogs, new tricks, right? Like I didn't know how to study. I didn't know how to study at all. 
So I sat there for, you know, my first semester of university, I, like I cried at midterms, you know, and then I just, I was, you know, given the advice from my mother, like, well, I guess, you know, now you need to study, right? You're going to have to actually put some work in. And I like, I didn't know how. So walking around university, what do I see people do? I see them reading their textbook and highlighting it. So for whatever reason, I thought that just like somehow magically, if I read this textbook and I highlight it, you know, magical forces are somehow going to bring that information into my brain. Okay. So I like basically dipped my textbooks in highlighter. You know what I mean? Like if there was a word in there, I probably highlighted it, you know, thinking that somehow that was going to magically, um, you know, work. Okay. Well, right. It didn't, it like, it did help, but it, I didn't get the, the rewards that I thought I was going to get from that. And then, um, so then I, you know, saw people doing flashcards. Well, right. Like that must be a thing, but like not every course is, and not, not every course and not every part of a course is flashcard appropriate. You know what I mean? Like you can't do, you can't study for every course, you know, using flashcards. You just can't. It's not logical. It doesn't make any sense, you know, but I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I also didn't know you didn't write an essay on the back of that, um, you know, flashcard. So here, right. And flashcards helped. Flashcards helped definitely more than the highlighting thing, because at least I was kind of being active with the stuff that I was, um, reading and, or like studying. Right. So it was a little bit better, you know, where we were, we were improving. Um, but it really wasn't until, um, like my after degree in teaching that I really discovered what it was to study. And I really started putting that discipline in, you know, and we're talking like, I have been at, I have been in university for five years at this point, five years, five years of highlighting, flashcarding, you know, I tried, I felt like I tried really hard, you know, and I can't imagine the sheer amount of distractions nowadays, but like when I would go like in my first degree, living on residence, um, even living off residence during my first degree, uh, it was hard to study at home because literally everything screamed, do something, but that, you know what I mean? the, you know, my computer said, you know, play your online video games, you know, my, um, bed screamed, go to sleep. You know, there was nothing really in my room that said, Hey, you should be spending this time studying. And then, 
you know, you go outside of that room and you're like, oh man, I should really, I should really clean this. Or I, I could rearrange the living room, you know, like I should do this other thing. Um, and no, no, I didn't have to do that. I shouldn't have done that, but I set up my environment that's telling me, Hey, you should do all of these things that aren't studying. So in my final degree, um, like in my after degree, I made the conscious effort or the conscious decision, I should say, to sit there and treat my schooling like a job. So, you know, I would go into school for my first class, which most of the time was nine, but like sometimes 1030. And I would go in for my first class and I wouldn't leave university until eight o'clock at night. Now you're probably like, what the hell? You're insane. Like that's 11 hours or whatever. But some days I had to go to work. So the days that I worked, I would obviously leave and go to work. But the days that I wasn't working, I would stay at the university until 8 p.m. And by staying there till 8 p.m., I didn't have all of those distractions, you know? And I even went so far as to find the little corner in the university that didn't have cell service. So I didn't have that as a distraction. And that's the biggest thing right now, you know? Um, right? Let's be honest. You have a constant distraction attached to your hip. You know, it is constantly trying to take your attention away and you want to have it with you at all times. And like, I don't, I don't blame you, right? In the case of an emergency, I'd really like to have a phone, but at the same time, you know, is having it right beside me is having it easily accessible required during the time with which you are trying to um, study? No, it's not. It's actually just a distraction. And you're probably like, well, oh my gosh, what if somebody calls me? What if they call you? What if they text you? Right? Is anyone going to die in the next, you know, 30 minutes? Between now and the time that you need to, or you're, you can respond? No, no. You go to work and you don't use your cell phone um, and nobody dies. You know, you go to sleep and you're not on your cell phone and nobody dies. You know what I mean? Everything is gonna, like, I can't, I can't promise that, but like 99% of the time, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. But you know what's not going to be fine? Your marks, or you're not going to be effectively using your time if you're constantly having that as a distraction. You know? Because as soon, as soon as you give into it, you are ingraining that as a habit. And right now, right now, like I'm, I'm going to be honest. And 
if my students are listening to this, they're like, oh my God, I know exactly who you're talking to or talking about, I guess. But right now I have a couple of students that play um, cell phone games during my classes consistently. Okay. Whether that be like heyday or I don't even know what other ones they're playing. Um, but whether I'm giving lecture, you know, whether they should be taking notes, whether they should be working on questions, it doesn't matter. They've got that little phone out, you know, and they're feeding their chickens and milking their cows and doing whatever else they're doing. And you're, you know, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, you know, every time, every time you harvest that crop or every time you give in to that notification that says that your, you know, cookies are ready, that is ingraining that as a habit. And now, now my, my voice, my classroom, my subject matter, all of it screams the urge for you to play your game. And it's hard. It's hard, you know, because those games, um, they're built to be addicting. They're built to suck you in and take your time, you know? You know what's not going to make you money? You know, having level 87 on heyday. Like, that's not what's going to make you the money. You know what's going to make you the money? Getting that job. And you know what you got to do to get that job? You got to take the course. And you got to get the, the mark in the course to get the job. And it's hard. And it's hard. Because giving in and playing Heyday right now feels so good, you know? And you might not be able to see the reward, you know? Or let's say, right, you're like, okay, yeah, I'm listening to this podcast 100%. I'm going to put that cell phone down and I'm not going to play Heyday, um, you know, for the next week. And then you write a test, you still don't do well on the test or, or maybe your mark went down or you didn't improve. And now you're like, see, I, you know, I playing heyday didn't affect that, you know, but that's because you haven't done it for long enough. You know what I mean? Like you haven't given that effort for long enough. You are still in the period of time where you're just not gonna, you know, you're, you're making progress, but you're just not there yet. There's lots of things like this. You know what I mean? Um, I, I could, you know, like I, I, I'm an old grandma um, at heart and I do things like crochet and, you know, I could, I could think to myself, you know, instead of playing heyday on my cell phone, I'm going to crochet and, you know, I'm going to crochet and I'm going to crochet for the next week. And in crocheting for the next week, 
I still don't get that job completed. You know, that blanket is still not done. Does it mean that I didn't make progress in that week? No, no, that's not what that meant. You know, I still made progress. Yes, I didn't finish, but I still made the progress. You know, it's like everything, like like life in general isn't always a quick and easy reward. Sometimes you got to work at it. Sometimes, right? You, you know, like, here's, here's another example, right? Um, working out. You know, if I want to be able to lift, you know, bench, I don't even know, 50 pounds, um, I'm going to have to work at, I'm going to have to work out. Now, right away, am I going to be able to bench 50 pounds? No. Will I eventually get there? Maybe. Right? But if I can go from benching, you know, I don't know, 10s to now 25s, I'm, you know, there's nothing to say that that progress wasn't, was, you know, wasted. No, you definitely got some progress. You might not be where you wanted to be. You know, if somebody asked me, hey, did you, did you bench uh, 50 pounds? No. You know, but does that wipe away the fact that I was working towards that goal? You know? No, it doesn't. And if you're working towards a goal and you're doing the habits that you need to do to be successful in that goal, just because you didn't, you know, get that goal the first time you tried, doesn't mean that you're never going to do it, right? The first time that I go to take a three-point shot in basketball, I'm probably not going to make it. Now, right, I'm going to go and I'm going to practice. I'm going to practice three-point shots. And game day comes. I go to take the three-pointer. I miss. Right? Does that mean that I should just give up? No. Right? But yet when it comes to, like, teaching, when it comes to learning, kids give up all the time. You know? You need to set the goals. You need to do the things that you got to do to reach those goals. And you know what's not going to help you reach those goals? Heyday. Or not applying yourself. Playing video games for me. You know? Not to say that I don't like them and I don't enjoy them. I don't find them, you know, relaxing or all of those sorts of things. No, they're great. I love the good old dopamine hit that I get from that. Right? But are they going to support me in my final goals to get to my final wishes to allow me to achieve what I know that I can achieve? No, right? Nobody's gonna, you know, know that I unlocked all of the parts of Mario Kart, you know, the little uh, wheels and whatever else. No, nobody cares. So 
um, the next time that you are, you know, looking back, maybe you're looking, you know, you're a student right now, um, think, you know, could I just do, you know, 20 minutes, grow a little bit more, do, you know, maybe 20 minutes of studying, half an hour of studying, try to build in that routine, build in those good habits, because nothing is worse than falling victim to that bad habit or, you know, just wishing years from now that you just gave a little bit more, that you did a little bit more, you know, that you did it when it mattered. All right. Have a good one. I hope to be back next week and giving you guys a little bit more of um, my wisdom for things I wish I knew in high school. Have a great week, guys. Bye.